Knox Game Design. August 2021. Strategy Guides. Welcome everyone to Knox Game Design for August 2021. So this month is going to be a little bit different. Uh, it's going to be, I wanted to do something a little bit fun, kind of a history lesson. Uh, I'm going to be looking at strategy guides and not just any strategy guides, but old classic strategy guides for NES, Nintendo games and Super Nintendo games back in the 8-bit and 16-bit area. So yeah, I found a box of, I got tons of Nite old Nintendo Power and player's guides and and things like that. So I just want to go back and take a look at some of these. Yeah, so I was really trying to remember what was the first strategy guide that I got. I had like a subscription to Nintendo Power, and, but there were some other ones that I wanted. Like, for instance, I think this was the very first one that I really wanted because I had Super Mario Brothers for the NES. So this was how to win at Super Mario Brothers. This wasn't a part of Nintendo Power. I think you had to, I don't know, it might have been a part of the... Uh, older uh nintendo fun club and you had to like actually order it uh through uh the mail i always thought it was weird because bowser was uh blue in this one everything else seems to be okay but uh yeah when i i haven't looked at these in like probably a decade at least and i opened the box up of my old nintendo powers and it kind of felt like i was opening the arc or something and finding these old classic magazines and things like that so i don't know it's kind of nostalgic for me but yeah i haven't looked into this looked at these in ages so i don't know it's kind of exciting uh but yeah it's a little yellow so there were two there there was this one the yellow mario guide and then there was a zelda i think it's zelda tips and tricks or something like that and i never did get the zelda one uh but yeah wow i'm almost kind of shaking like opening this yeah, there's Howard Phillips right there. He was in Nintendo Power frequently. <laughs> Super in there. Here's some art I've never seen before of King Koopa. But yeah, I feel like I'm like looking at the Declaration of Independence or something right here. And I, I don't know, you might be able to still find these online through eBay or something. I don't know. But, uh, yeah, it talks about... So I remember when I first got Super Mario Brothers, I was like 9 or 10 years old. I guess I was 9, maybe 8. And there was a time I didn't even know that you could go down the pipe. So when I found out that you could press down to go down the pipes, I was like, whoa, this is a whole new game here. Um, I will mention some of these. I don't know if this one specifically, but some of the old Nintendo powers you can find on archive.org. And I'll put a link to that on the Knox Game Design uh, website. I was talking about Starman. So I may have to break this into two uh, episodes. How to, how to use the NES controller. I feel like I should be using like special uh, gloves or something or using uh pinchers to move the pages on this i mean it's held up pretty well it's telling you how many points you get for stomping a goomba and koopas and paratroopas i remember when i was a kid somewhere 
I had like graph paper and I'd like draw out all the Super Mario characters and color them in on graph paper and I'd put them on the wall in my bedroom. I was, I was really proud of those. I don't know. Yeah. Those are probably long gone. The duel with Bowser the Sorcerer. He wasn't a dragon, he was a sorcerer. I got so many of these guides and this is going to be really long to go through all these. But yeah. I kind of like, so I haven't looked at any of these like in decades, so I kind of wanted to go through these like live here so I can kind of get like my reaction looking at these old strategy guys. But yeah, it looks like they hand drew like level one right here. So I got a pretty neat setup here. So I got my tripod uh, set up, but I have like this uh, uh, bendable lamp. So I just got my... I bought a second camera, a 4K camera, and got it taped to the flexible lamp. So it seems like it's doing okay. Then I had to flip in OBS the camera. But yeah, it tells you how much time, 400 seconds. And it shows you where the special one-up mushroom is, where the Goombas are. But it must have took, taken somebody a long time to go in and like actually draw all these levels. Because it doesn't look like it's computerized or anything. I remember in Nintendo Power, that's the the same way they did it in Nintendo Power. They would actually draw the levels. So it's telling you how to jump up, how to break the blocks here and jump up the top. Oh, where that is? I think that's like a cut there. So yeah, there's the troopers. So it's got at the bottom coins, one up Starman power boosters. They definitely spent a long time. There's Bowser right there on the fire bridge. Getting kind of woozy looking at these. It's like, wow, this is this is like video game history right here. And I do have my original Super Mario 2 uh, Nintendo Power. I did have to show this off real quick. My original Super Mario Brothers 2 Nintendo Power. And I remember every time I got one of these in the mail, I was like, ooh, Nintendo Power. And it came out every other month when it first started out. So this was July, August 1988. So I guess I would have been uh, eight, nine years old. But I remember at the time, I read all my scores, like Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, Rank 2, my top scores, TNC Surf Designs. For some reason, I don't know, I, th I thought it'd be like increased to values. That's before I knew about Mint values and everything that, yeah, you weren't supposed to write on your magazines. <laughs> increased to value, but yeah, there's my top gun score, Major League Baseball, RC Pro-Am, 179,000 points, Golf, 28 this has 28 strokes donkey kong 3 and i used to rent a game at hollywood video every weekend so i think these were legend of zelda got through level one is that level one yeah <laughs> but yeah that's the original right there i think i got nintendo power for like two or three years and then yeah i think when it got to the n64 i was definitely at a nintendo power by N64. <clears throat> but yeah, I'll just flip through this one a little bit more. They got 
There's bullet bills on World 5, World 4 with the mushroom pedestal things. I was kind of curious if it, it's got to show the warp zone. So let's look at level 1, 2, level 2. Yeah, so it shows like the, the warp zone right there. The warp zone pipes to world 2, 3, and 4 from the right. What's in the back? Yeah, piranha plants and bullet bill are similar. Yeah, so they don't shoot at you whenever you get really close. What is in Mario's mind? <laughs> but yeah, I could just. The sky bonus is identical to the one and two one bonus area. But yeah, I could spend forever looking at these old things. Auto boo. Starting in this world, the e evil Bowser comes equipped with hammers. It's much more difficult to survive because the hammers can hit you on top of the lift to beware. So here's where it tells you about the, f the flagpole and the fireworks, if it ends with a 1, 3, or 6. So that's something you probably... I, did, I definitely didn't know when I first played Super Mario Brothers. He's just like, oh, hey. Oh. Look at that! It's a Ninja Turtles! Now why is that in here? It isn't stuck in here. Yeah, it must have just fell in there. Huh. Nintendo Ninja Turtles were definitely popular at the time. It wasn't a part of the Super Mario Brothers strategy guide though. Somehow that got stuck in there. Yeah, there's a light for Princess Toadstool is held in this room. Yeah, the identity of... So this always confused me in Super Mario Brothers. Like, if you killed Bowser with fireballs, it always turned into one of the other little minions, a gray version of the other minions. So I guess it's like the fake fake Bowsers there. Princess Toadstool. A new quest. This is where they all turn into... Buzz, all the Goombas turn into Buzzy Beetles when you play the second quest. But, uh, yeah, U.S. Howard Phillips actually edited this. Lynn Griffs, a lot of people, art department, 1987, Nintendo of America. So yeah, that's kind of like my first little strategy guide there. Um, I remember for Christmas, the one that I really wanted was, I don't know if you, you consider this a strategy guide or not, but this is the, the black guide, the, the official Nintendo player's guide. And one thing I really liked that had all the games categorized, like Adventure Series, Sports, Action, Light Gun, Programmable. I think that was like the Rob Robot game, like Stack Up. Uh, arcade Series, like Donkey Kong. Well, there's one specifically for Rob Robot here. I think there were only two Rob Robot. Oh, I do have a Rob Robot, but it doesn't work. I got it at uh, Game Haven in Knoxville years ago. <laughs> Didn't come with the gyros or anything, but I'll have to break him out sometime. An educational series. I think there's only really one educational game is Donkey Kong Junior Math. Uh, whoa. This was cool. Every game that you bought, it came with... Now, this isn't a poster, but this is similar to the poster that came with the games that you bought. So you could kind of see the other games made by Nintendo. Metroid, Legend of Zelda, Kid Icarus, and all that. There's a little welcome message. I really do feel like I should be using plastic gloves for this. <laughs> like the oils. 
Hey, look at that. This belongs to Levi Smith right there. Yeah, so this was, yeah, Howard Phillips was the editor. I think Howard Phillips did a lot for Nintendo back in the day, and he probably doesn't get enough credit. Everybody talks about uh, Miyamoto, Shigeru Miyamoto, but Howard Phillips did a lot to promote Nintendo in the United States. So this shows you all the games that are in here. Dude, this one really doesn't want to bend. So here's whoa, Legend of Zelda. Um, so I think with this guide, it only gave you, so there's like all the enemies and Link and the old woman, gave you an overworld map. This actually went up to level six. Yeah, so you had to figure out level seven and eight on your own, which is kind of a downer. That's one bad thing about this guide. It doesn't take you all the way through the games, but here's Mike Tyson's Punch-Out, Glass Joe, Von Kaiser, Piston Honda, King Hippo. I remember I always had a hard time with King Hippo until I learned the trick. Got to hit him with, when his mouth is open. I think I learned that from this guide here. There, yeah, it went up to Bald Bull, then Mike Tyson. Then they really didn't even give you any tips to beat Mike. T well, well, here it goes. Comments and hints from the start of the first round through one thirty. He throws deadly dynamite punches. So be careful. It just says be careful. <laughs> but yeah, Commando. So it was cool because I think yeah, Commando was a Capcom game. So they did include games from other publisher. Well, I don't even think they were called publishers back then. They were just like a different game developer, not first party. Super here's Super Mario again. I was never able to do the hundred lives trick. Everybody talked about doing that, and I, I couldn't ever do. That. So yeah, this is kind of the same thing, but yeah, somebody else drew all these maps of Super Mario Brothers. They look like different maps than <coughs> than the the uh, other guide that I had. Ghost and Goblins, Pop Gun. So they have Konami games as well. I actually went back and played this. Not too long ago, and I was able to get up to, I think the, I can't remember, I think I did beat it, I can't remember. I remember I couldn't ever beat it when I was a kid, it was always hard to land on the aircraft carrier. Here's Double Dribble, it's like, the best, in my opinion, the best basketball game. Zelda 2, Adventure of a Link, I remember waiting for that to come out. It gives you maps, the first couple of levels. Cathedral 2. Kind of hard to get all this in on the camera. I actually gave you quite a bit on Zelda 2. Metroid. All the enemies. So if you ever want to know the name, Zoomer, Scree, Rio, Ripper, Waver. I don't know who named all these guys. And these maps were itty bitty itty tiny. <laughs> it's almost like you need a magnifying glass to see those. And gives you tricks in Metroid. See this Rad Racer right here. Yeah, Rad Racer, one of the original Squaresoft games. 
1987 Square. See, when I was a kid, I always knew Square as being the creator of Rad Racer, and as even before Final Fantasy was really a thing. So anyway, yeah, Kid Icarus. Um, a lot of old classic games. Thumb through here. Yeah, it looks like it gave you quite a few maps in Kid Icarus. Pro Wrestling, yeah. I never owned Pro Wrestling until I went and tried to collect all the games. But that's about, oh, gee, that's probably 20 years ago. But yeah, I rented this when I was a kid and really enjoyed Pro Wrestling, but I don't think I ever beat it there. I like playing as Amazon, the little lizard creature. Castlevania. I think it had Simon's Quest. Excite Bike. Uh, Donkey Kong. Arkanoid. I never really played much Arkanoid. Russian Attack, another Konami game. Um, Donkey Kong. Rygar. Rygar was a Taito game, I believe. No, Tecmo. Rygar. Never played much Rygar when I was a kid. Spy Hunter. I remember I always wanted to play that one, but for some reason they never did have it for rental. Goonies. So, I guess the whole point of this is like, well, this really isn't game development, but part of the thing is, is like, well, you gotta give people, I don't know, I guess... You gotta have this type of stuff built into your game or have it available online because if people don't have an idea how to play your game or how to get through it, then, then they're not going to play your game. So I think having guides is very beneficial. Even though not many guides are still printed in magazines or paper anymore. So here's a game guide. So this is kind of the same games. But I think they had some games that weren't included I guess this is kind of like a little appendix, just like descriptions of a lot of the games. But yeah, it looks like they had their Data East playing. They had their five or six little developers there. Yeah, they only allowed certain developers to publish on the NES and. Yeah, and there's a whole story about Tengen and Atari like, putting unlicensed games on the NES. I think there were probably lawsuits and all that. They had the black cartridges that were kind of weird. And... Yeah, programming. What is programming? They got Load Runner and Wrecking Crew as programming games. I guess it means you could create your own levels. Burger Time, Arcade. There's Gyromite. That's like, probably the first... <coughs> Side Duck Hunt, the first NES game that I played. I mean, attractions right there. Appendix right there. There's like the original NES games right there. But yeah, I got tons of magazines and stuff that I can show off at a later date. Back to these here. So I'll pull this one out next. So this was Dragon Warrior, and this was included, I believe, in a copy of Nintendo. I can't remember which Nintendo Power, but I consider this to kind of be the first real, what we consider as a strategy guide, um, where it kind of gives you details about the enemies, even though the other ones were strategy guides. But this was kind of like the first one that I remember that 
went into depth on a specific game and can't give you kind of some of the backstory and how to play the game, spells and items. They had really great hand-drawn art in these. That's one thing I really liked about these old Nintendo, Nintendo Power Strategy Guides. But I remember this one was really beneficial because it told you how much the spells cost, which you could probably figure out through the game. But this is the real thing, is like knowing how many hit points each of the enemies had and how much experience they gave you. And and we, like Golem has a weakness for beautiful music, so you could play the flute or lute or whatever it was. Um, but this is kind of like the first what I would consider a strategy guide where it tells you in depth about all the enemies and things like that. I can't remember. It's one of the early editions of Nintendo Power, and I think it just came came as a as a I don't know what you call that, where it's just kind of folded in the magazine. As your level rises, you will also learn spells. So it it told you at what level you learn each of the spells here. That really great hand-drawn art for the enemies right there. Using an item during battle. Gave you maps of the dungeons. So some of the dungeons were dark, so it kind of helps you out there. You didn't have a torch. You'd use this guide and figure out how to get through the dungeon without using a torch or your radiant spell. Dragon Lord. So this kind of told you the difference between strength and agility, attack power, defense power, all that. Yeah, so that was the... Wow, it's kind of a classic. Dragon, is Dragon Quest in Japan, I think it's everywhere now, it's Dragon Quest. Uh, it's originally Dragon Warrior in the United States. So $2, It says $2.50, but I know this came with Nintendo Power, but maybe this they had this separately on... These stands. I don't know what this was. There's uh, stuff, Nintendo stuff that you can buy. Not really a strategy guide, but next and under the Dragon Warrior. So, yeah, here's. <laughs> wow. Super Mario Brothers 2. I remember that was the game that I really wanted for Christmas when I was a kid. And these were also in Nintendo Power. Inside Out. Wow. There's Wart. It didn't have Bowser. Was, everybody knows now, no secret, is Doki Doki Panic in Japan. They changed some of the sprites, turned it into Super Mario Brothers 2, the characters. So you can see the levels down here. I wish I could zoom in more, but this is kind of a one-man show here. It's kind of hard to zoom in and look through this at the same time. But So this one actually used screenshots from the game, which I'm sure whoever had to draw the Super Mario Brothers maps was relieved they didn't have to go through here and draw all of the Super Mario 2 maps but yeah i remember the digging i actually used this kind of digging mechanic type thing in my last ludum dory game i need to go back and finish that sometime 
But yeah, this really feels like video game history here. Super Mario Brothers 2. And everybody knows in Japan is Super Mario, like, is re-released later as Super Mario USA, and Super Mario 2 was a different game. It's kind of like a expansion almost, or <laughs> additional levels, <coughs> level, DLC almost, Super Mario 2 in Japan for original Super Mario. Yeah, so they got a drawn picture of Mario there. <laughs> Sleeping. They kind of kept the same story, I guess, where they're in a dream. And it's always weird at the beginning of Super Mario 2. It's like, well, he's in a dream, and then he wakes up and he sees exactly what was on his dream. But but then at the end, it's really a dream. So it's like a dream in a dream or something. Or it could have just been a mistranslation. It's just one dream all along. Um, but yeah, the nice thing about this, this is like the Dragon Warrior. Uh, strategy guide where it was included in Nintendo Power, but it's just two separate parts. But yeah, back when I was a kid, I mean, we didn't have internet. <laughs> Showing my age is before or anybody really had access to inter the internet. So if you wanted to know how to play, get through these levels, sometimes you had to find a strategy guide. Yeah, defeat Wart. And I really like how they had custom art for all this. I think that's kind of a, a lost art as well. So, yeah, I got kind of these. So, Legend of Zelda Player's Guide. So, this was like in the second, what, second year of Nintendo Power, second or third year. They had uh, these full books. Those other ones were just kind of like leaflet type things. But this wasn't a. This is kind of like when they started doing sturdy strategy guides, and I, I will admit I was looking through this one the other day just because when I watch Zelda Randomizer, they always talk about like Cave Forty Five or K Forty Five, and I can not find any reference to Cave Forty Five in any of this. So this was linked to the past, the first Zelda game for the Super Nintendo, and yeah, a lot of great custom art in this. Kind of talks about the history of Zelda down here. Legend is born. Um, and the second Zelda 2 right here. Adventures of Link. And it's kind of weird. There's tons of stuff online about the different Zelda timelines and all that. And I'm not going to get into all that. But uh, yeah, I think it did have... Oh yeah, this is really cool right here. It's a fold-out map. Of the overworld. How cool is that? I'm kind of geeking out here. And I can't tell. My, my eyes are getting so bad. I think. Yeah, these do look like screenshots here. Not hand drawn. But that is just like. You don't see anything like this these days. Triforce right there. And you hold it out. And the world map. That's That's too cool right there. Link in action. Yeah, I don't want to spend forever going. Like, I could probably spend an hour through each of these strategies, and that may be what I do in the future. Like, go through each. So these were hand-drawn level maps right here. So somebody actually had to go through and draw all these. Like, Really great art. 
And like I was saying, some of these you can find online on archive.org. Somebody scanned in a lot of Nintendo powers. I don't know if they scanned in all the strategy guides. Like Hylia. Somebody had to draw all this out. That's pretty amazing. Look at that. There's Ganon's that Ganon's Tower or Tower of Hera, I think. And it probably isn't perfect. It's kind of like an artist. Oh, this was the coolest thing is like the the dress of the Hylian people. It's pretty cool because they took the game. They kind of added a little bit bit to it and just added a little bit, I guess, to the lore. Things like that. Look at that. That's that's so awesome right there. The little Dark World, Palace of Darkness. Been watching a lot of Zelda Randomizer. There's the monkey right there and i don't know if they drew that monkey specifically for this this looks like just a random monkey that somebody drew i'm not gonna give them credit for that that looks like just a random monkey that somebody drew. look at that that's just so awesome swamp palace <clears throat> and i did look i think you can find these on ebay this strategy guide here i think it's like anywhere from 30 to 80 dollars or so you can still order these on not brand new of course used copies this dress i was just kind of curious about how much these go for link's journey but yeah somewhere here in the back it talks about some of the secrets but i was looking for the caves yeah so here it says the flute and the duck so the that's everywhere you can warp to with the dock. Well, by the smithy. Smith chain, as they call it. Locking a secret. And it seems like here in the back, they did have Cane of Brothers. So here's a lot of the items, the Pegasus boots and gloves and flippers. All that. Different swords and clothing and shields. But I remember some, seeing somewhere. Okay, so here's where they have here. Okay, so here's the the map. <clears throat> the different. So this is just for tree bashing. Okay, so here it is right here. Yeah, so this is what all the numbered uh, caves. But this only goes up to like cave 24. I don't see any cave 45 in any of it. So somebody out there is saying there's a cave 45 in the original Zelda Link to the Past Player's Guide. And this is the only Zelda Player's Guide I know of. And I maybe I'm just missing it, but yeah, I don't see any cave 45. That's just got me kind of, I don't know, curious. That's false lore or something like that. Dungeon Fruit. Okay. Super Mario Brothers 3. So they have like a series of four strategy guides in Nintendo Power. Oh, so here's a classic right here. Final Fantasy Strategy Guide. Final Fantasy 1. Wow, that's classic right there. So they had four of these. Super Mario 3... Uh, Final Fantasy. Another one. 
Ninja Gaiden, and four-player extra. So they had like a little four-player adapter thing that you could... I think I can't remember if it came packed in with the game or not, but you'd play like Super Play Action Football right there. Um, different teams. I don't know if these were licensed teams or not. Yeah, it's kind of sad what happened to football. It's just went down the toilet. But... <clears throat> Gauntlet. I guess that was one of the big games. Four-player Gauntlet. Holding these open. I'm trying to zip through these. This is already up to 30 minutes here. World Cup Soccer. I never played that. I can't remember if the four-player adapter came bundled with the game. I never had a four-player adapter. Super Spike V-Ball, that would have been fun to play for. I never had what, three other... Super Off-Road, I never had three other friends to play with. Um, yeah, it would have been cool to play four-player Super Off-Road. King another Volleyball, and... Very cool. Yeah, look at that. Maybe I shouldn't show my address there. It does say Levi Smith. That's not even my current address anymore. But back when I lived in Georgia. <clears throat> Ninja Gaiden 2. Now this was cool because it had like little comics in here. The characters and the enemies. And the maps, so they just did screenshots. But it's like all these cinematic scenes in Ninja Gaiden 2, they actually like made a little comic out of it. So, what was cool back then is like people that could draw comics actually played the game, or maybe they worked really closely with the developer, I don't know. But it wasn't just like random cartoons, comics that actually followed the game pretty well. But yeah, they never did do one for Ninja Gaiden 3. I think uh, Ninja Ninja Gaiden 3 wasn't a bad game. It was just hard. But uh seems like, I don't like saying Jump the Shark, but I guess Ninja Gaiden 2 was kind of like the peak of the series, in my opinion. Look at that. That's so cool. I guess it's cooler to me with the nostalgia glasses on. Since I played... So that's the thing. That's the thing about these strategy guides. Um, the graphics were really... Yeah, I mean, the graphics were good when I was a kid <laughs> compared to, like, Atari and some other stuff. But the graphics in the games weren't, weren't all that. So when you actually saw... You, you could use these strategy guides to, like, complement... The game that you're playing, so you could kind of, I don't know, get a better idea what these characters act like. Here's Final Fantasy, what the characters actually look like. Yeah, I wasn't really big into Final Fantasy. I was a kid. I think it came. No, it's Dragon Warrior that came as a free game to Nintendo Power. Um, but I remember they pushed Final Fantasy hard. Nintendo Power. It was like the game you had to have almost. 
But yeah, it's pretty cool. They had like all the enemies and their hit points, just like the Dragon Warrior strategy guide. Enemies and their hit points and their experience and what they're weak to, what what I guess what attacks they use. And tables of weapons and armor. So I think Final Fantasy was like the next step up from Dragon Warrior. Because Dragon Warrior only had like five or six different weapons, but Final Fantasy really added to the number of weapons and magic and enemies and things like that. Number of levels. So yeah, really great art. Like I was saying, it really complemented the game since the game had pretty simple graphics. Now look at that. The Red Giant is upside down. I wonder if that's a misprint. Or if he was really upside down. Like I said, I played through Final Fantasy once or so a long time ago. I think I played through it on the PSP version. Look at that. Rewards of Courage. And somebody drew all this, painted all this. And I don't think these graphic these drawings were from uh, like the instruction manual or anything. Oh, it looks like I folded a page right there. So they actually did a lot of these drawings specifically for this strategy guide, Quest 10. Adamant. Chaos. Battle with Chaos. That's Final Fantasy right there. So Super Mario 3, yeah. Remember playing this when I was a kid. Basic moves. This had the new suits to hammer Mario. Tanuki, Frog, Raccoon. Oh, so it actually was called Jugum's Cloud <coughs> in the strategy guide. I always just thought it was Lackey 2's Cloud. But I guess... I didn't learn until years later that Lackey 2 was actually the little guy on top of the cloud, not the cloud itself. But yeah, all the Koopa kids, Larry, Morton, Wendy O, Koopa, Iggy Koopa, Roy Koopa, Lemmy, Ludwig. The Angry Sun, Spiny Eggs. Like I was saying, I could spend a long time with it. So they did give you all the loadouts for the different formations of the matching game. I don't know what I wrote there, 8, 9, 1 up. I guess I was trying to remember which one I was doing. But yeah, this looks like this was hand-drawn here. Yeah, they hand-drew all of the levels on this one, too. I think they used some, like, standard Mario art. From other places for some of these. <coughs> world 2 tells you what items are in the world, the overworld map, tells you about the warp whistles, how to get to world 9 or 8, 8 or 9. Yeah. That's a misprint. <coughs> and you'll be, once you have found a whistle, use it when you're on the map screen, and you'll be transported to World 9, but it's really World 8, not 7, seven through 8, not 7 through 9. So they're 
were errors. One of these. The, uh, I can't remember. Does it tell you how to get the... So I remember a lot the big deal when I was a kid was the movie The Wizard. As I Supposedly the kid figured out how to get the first warp whistle. First time he's ever played the game, he figures out how to get the warp that's back then when I thought movies were like halfway legitimate and everything. Then you realize, oh yeah, it's just a movie. <laughs> yeah, the well-hidden room holds the whistle. There's enough room to fly after you get rid of the dry bones. Fly left, up and off screen, then fly right. The screen will screw right. When you can't go further, stop flying and press up. So it tells you how to get the first warp whistle right there. I don't know about the one on the white block. What level is that? One, four... Where's the one with the white block where you hold down? Yeah, right there. How to find the first whistle. <clears throat> I always considered this the second whistle because I didn't find out about this one until everybody knew about the first, the other whistle because it was in the wizard. So I always considered that the first whistle. But yeah, hold down for five seconds. But yeah, really good stuff. In Nintendo Power was awesome back in the day. and Seems like it was fairly cheap. I don't know. I don't know how much the subscription at Nintendo Power was. Probably like 40 bucks or something for a year. I can't remember. Like all the nice custom art. So yeah, I know this really isn't game design, but more of a history lesson. Looking back, what, what had been done in the past... Maybe maybe people would start doing strategy guides again. I like strategy guides because you could... What, what was this? One of my drawing, Simpsons drawing that I did. I, I like drawing Cupid Kids, apparently. Simpsons. Yeah, I did a lot of drawing back when I was a kid. I haven't drew anything in years. World 8. It's funny they had World 9, that misprint. <laughs> there it is. World 8-1. Finally, a normal world. <laughs> I told you about the quicksand trick. Or you can go down in the quicksand. There's the final battle with Bowser right there. Yep. Mario. So then they had a Nintendo Power issue just on Mario 3. But I think the strategy god was better. So I'll go through these fast. <clears throat> Top secret passwords. Um, player's guide. I don't know if you would consider this a strategy guide. Look this, this in forever. Low, low three. Bases loaded. So this is base. So yeah, <laughs> another good point. Um. People these days don't re realize how good they have it with save games. Back when I was a kid, is like Zelda and Dragon Warrior had like supposedly a battery in the cart, and that would save your game. None of the other games had had saving, so you had to write down pass passcodes if you get so far in a game. Well, you're lucky if you got a game that had passcodes, like games like Batman. For the NES, no passcodes, so you can turn off your console and come back later. 
uh, and pick up where you left off. But yeah, every time you game over, it'd give you a passcode so you could go back to where you where you finished off at. But yeah, I'm sure people could go online. I'm, I'm sure a lot of these were scanned in online, if anybody wants to look at these. I don't know if there's really much point. I do like giving my commentary, like looking at a lot of these old games. Yeah, I remember playing Krusty's Funhouse. Legend of Mystical Ninja, Goemon. Oh, I love that game. This is like the first really Japanese non translated type game where it's like, like full on Japanese culture in that game. I left him, I think, a lot of the kanjis and just Japanese culture in that game. They didn't try to, um, they didn't try to Americanize Legend of Mystical Ninja. <laughs> Aside from the character's name, it's like they renamed him Kid Cool or something like that. Kid Yang, Kid Ying, and Doctor Yang. And in Japan is uh, Goemon and uh, forget the other guys. I forget the other guy's name. Yeah, there's a. This have the Justin Bailey dude for Metroid. Yeah, so, yeah. Anybody listening to this, it probably isn't that interesting. So I recommend checking out the video that I posted this. Strider. Maybe be kind of interesting just hearing me talk about these old games. Without seeing the pictures of the strategy guys, you're not getting the full... Full experience. So this one did have Game Boy games. Who Framed Roger Rabbit for the Game Boy? Willow. Willow didn't get enough credit for the like Willow and uh, Crystalis. They're kind of like Zelda clones, but I think Nintendo was probably so protective of Zelda they didn't want to give a lot of credit to anything that was Zelda, like a Zelda clone. Left, right, left, right, right, left, right, left, A, B, A, B, Adventure Island 2. Yeah, I'm sure it has Konami code in here. Battletoads! Battletoads! Love Battletoads. Battletoads was really hard, though, but I watch people, like, play these speedruns now, and like, it's insane what people can do. I mean, I had tons of problems on, like, the little jet ski level. Going up and down. Operation C for Game Boy. Robin Hood Rocketeer. There you go, Rocketeer. <clears throat> Super Smash TV. No Brothers. So, yeah, this is just all. Oh, there's is this Konami code. Or this is Konami code like. Down, 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 down. Right, 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 right. BA star. I remember I did get Turtles 2 arcade game. For the NES when I was a kid, I remember it came with coupons for Pizza Hut for free pizza. Yeah, there we go. Up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right. This is A, B star. Yeah, I thought it was B, A star most of the time. I never did play through Turtles 3 for the NES. But yeah, Turtles 2 was neat because it had all the arcade levels. And then it also had uh, a couple of, of additional levels. A snow level... Uh, and a Japanese, like, temple level uh, that weren't in the actual arcade. <coughs> so this is a listing of games, passwords, and 
say, I don't know, release dates. <laughs> 1986, wow, for Commando. 1992, 1990, Dino Wars. So here's some Mega Man 2 codes. Takes you directly to Dr. Wily's stage right there. Mega Man 4, Dr. Cossack stage. Here's Super NES. This is like right when this. Here's Game Boy in purple right there. Then the Super NES games and and white green right there. Here's a strategy guide specifically for Game Boy. And by the way, I do I have like a collection of Tekken strategy guides, like Tekken Three. But I, I'm not going into PlayStation area era. That could be a video for a later date. But yeah, Super Mario Land. That's pretty cool. I didn't I don't remember this, but they had a whole strategy guide for Super Mario Land right here. This looks like this had a little bit of water on it. A little bit of water damage. No. Yeah, Super Mario Land was always strange cuz it didn't have like, Bowser and Super Kids and all this. Team and T Fall the Fit Clan. I remember playing this when I was a kid. It's kind of hard. It's kind of clunky from what I remember. Looks like that's Batman. Yeah, for Game Boy. So this was all just Game Boy game. Double Dragon for Game Boy. So it seems like most of the uh, what premiere NES games also had a Game Boy version. Nemesis. So Game Boy had. It looks like four shades of gray or purple, but it's really four shades of green. Gremlins 2 for Game Boy. Uh, Tetris, general Tetris strategies. I never played Solar Striker. Remember that game. Uh, Dr. Mario, Solomon's Club, Gargoyle's Quest. Never played that one. Fortified Zone, haven't played that one. DuckTales, Capcom. Final, oh, I played a lot of Final Fantasy Legends. That was before I knew it was actually part of the Saga series. Um, but yeah, this was like, Final Fantasy Legend was my first RPG. I think I played Final Fantasy Legend before I actually played uh, Dragon Warrior or the, any of the other Final Fantasies. Yeah, I remember playing this quite a bit. A lot of hours sunk into playing Final Fantasy Legend. So it's pretty cool. It had like all the weapons over here and armor, magic spells, all that. It didn't have so there were there were three Final Fantasy Legend games for the Game Boy. I think I think all three were from the Saga series. Now there was a Final Fantasy Adventure, which was part of the Second Densetsu series. It was like Second Densetsu 1, then Secret of Mana was Second Densetsu 2, and then Second Densetsu 3 was also for the Super Nintendo, but never was released over here. Super RC. Oh, yeah, I had a friend. She played a lot of. She played a lot of Super I'd bring my Game Boy to class, and she would play my Super RC program, like, every day during class. 
Yeah, so here's like games coming out. Mario's Adventure. Mario's. Super Mario. So I guess these are games that are already out. Plus. That she had ratings for each of the games. I don't know how they came up with the ratings. Yep. I don't know. I just found this in here. It says strategy guide, player strategy guide, but who is this published by? So this wasn't an official Nintendo. This is like all the other Nintendo games that weren't like on Nintendo's, I don't know, premier list. Like the LGNs and and uh, I can't think of the, the other ones, but uh, not your Capcoms and Konami. It's like Capcom and Konami were top tier. Then you had like your Data East. Then you had like your L. I know everybody picks on LGN. I just can't think. Sata, I guess, is another one. I can't think of any of the other ones that Nintendo kind of shunned. But yeah, so the thing about these was that these had ads in them. So Nintendo Power, since you're paying for, I don't know, Nintendo Power just didn't have any ads in it at all, which was kind of nice. And these had uh, <coughs> letters, which Nintendo Power also had. Jellico, that's one that Maniac Mansion, which. Nintendo did put Maniac Mansion on, I believe, the first cover of the second year of Nintendo Power, but Jellico was wasn't like one that Nintendo went out of their way to promote. Now Bart versus Space Mutants. Is it LJN? I can't. I feel bad because I can't remember who developed Bart versus Space Mutants. But you see with these, there's not a lot of custom graphics or anything. Well, not a lot of custom art or anything. Kind of like just art from the instruction manual. Sunsoft is another one. Uh, Acclaim, which Acclaim is still around, I believe. Are they the ones that merged with Blizzard? Blizzard Acclaim? Or no, Blizzard Activision. I think Acclaim may have actually merged with Activision, then Activision merged with Blizzard or something. I don't, I don't know. Hal is another one who... Hal went on to do like Pokemon and all? Or no, Hal did Kirby. Mother did... They did something. Oh, they did uh, Earthbound. I believe. Immortal. Yeah, there you So yeah, I used to watch this. This reminds me... Of another story, yeah, reminiscing here. So I used to watch uh, Video Power with Johnny Arcade. It seems like it started out as a cartoon. And the second season, they turned it into a game show. And at the very end, they would let these kids, whoever the kid was that won each of the rounds, got the most like, pizza points, got to run through this like little obstacle course. And there were games all over the wall, so they got Velcroed on the wall, so they got to pull down the game. You can find video of this online, I'm sure. But they had, like, this Velcro suit, and they could, like, pop on, put the games on their suit. But it's easier just to, like, put the games in your hand than there's this chute at the end They could just, like, throw all the games down the chute. It, your games just had to go down through the chute. So everything you got through the chute at the end, you got to keep. But they would have, like, half the games were immortal. I never played this game. But... Half is an exaggeration, but there were a lot of immortal games in the uh, little uh, 
<laughs> little obstacle course. I always just remember the announcer at the very end, he would go through and show each of the games that uh, the kid won, and it will be like, oh, here's an immortal. Here's another immortal. Here's another immortal. So I don't know if they actually gave the kid, like, five copies of immortal or not, but <laughs> something I've always wondered. All Street Kids so full. Uh, so I will say all these were licensed games, as far as I'm aware. They just weren't like, the premier NES game. Data East... I remember playing like I had Karate Champ when I was a kid for the NES. I love Boomer, Asmic World, you know, Asmic Corporation of America. Yeah, I had Boomer's Adventure in Asmic World. So I don't know. This really isn't that much of a strategy guide, but it does seem to give like tricks and tips and just with screenshots. Looks like they probably just took pictures of the screen. Pipe Dream for NES and Game Boy. Bulletproof Software. Ultimate Basketball. So this set, these have like little hints and things, but these really don't have like the full uh, level designs. And I probably bought this just because I had Bart vs. Space Mutants in it. It's kind of a difficult game if you didn't have a guide. And then, like I said earlier, there was no internet back then. <laughs> uh... I remember I started getting on BBSs like in 95, 96, and I think I had AOL, America Online, in like 95, 96. What is this game? Big Toka? The Daily and Opus? I don't remember that game. But it, oh, it's Game Boy. That's what I remember. <clears throat> I will say I'm pretty sharp on all the NES games, but. Game Boy, there's a lot of stuff I don't never really have looked at. Dr. Mario, Alamede, Spin. So they did have they did include some first first party NES titles in here. Yonoid. Yeah, I don't think I don't think Nintendo Power ever touched Yonoid. <laughs> I think that was too too corporate or something. Install an arcade in your own house. That's pretty neat, right? Cool. Little index. Mega Man 3! <laughs> Swap your old Nintendos for cashier titles. I actually played, paid pretty good out for these. Kid Icarus, $22. That's about how much it's these days. So Nintendo games have held their value. That's what they're paying out. Duck Hunt, $4. Yeah, definitely not getting $4 for Duck Hunt. We Oh, we buy used, we sell. So they'll buy Kid Icarus for 22 and they'll sell it to you for 36 That's one thing that's pretty interesting. Over time, games have kind of kept their value as far as dollars go because games have always been like 40 to $50. Now, I know in recent years, Werewolf, <laughs> Data East... In recent years, we're kind of trying to milk that by, like, all the DLC. So you're really paying, like, $80. <coughs> or so if you get all the DLC and all the seasons and all that. Oh, so, yeah. I remember getting the, I think, yeah, I got these at Kmart. Which I don't even know if there's Kmart anywhere anymore. I think they might have, they got bought out by Sears and Sears went bankrupt. 
But there was Nintendo strategies and then more Nintendo strategies. Uh, wow. I like this one because I had this nice little binder thing on the side here. Um, I don't know why I bought probably Iron Town. I remember it had their own custom link, which was kind of cool right there. It looked kind of weird, but it's kind of cool to see. Now, who published this? Beekman House? Crown Publish? It's kind of interesting to see another take on Zelda. As far as artwork goes. Base is loaded. Oh, yeah, Bionic Commando. I had that game. I got that for, I think, Christmas one year. Got it to Woolworths, actually, where my grandmother worked at. Blaster Master. So this actually had a lot of games that I rented when I was a kid. Bump and Jump. Castlevania 2. And it's like, yeah, this isn't as good as the Nintendo Power Guides, but it's still kind of cool. And I had screenshots. Dr. Chaos. Never played that one. Double Dragon. Gauntlet. Engine. So this might have been an un... I think there was both a licensed and unlicensed version of Gauntlet, just like there was a licensed and unlicensed version of Pac-Man for the NES. There was also a licensed and unlicensed version of, te of Tetris, which finding an unlicensed Tengen Tetris was kind of hard back in the day, back around 2000. I actually was able to find one. I don't know what a unlicensed Tetris would go for these days, because... Used to be able to go to the local video game shop and buy used NES games. and Yeah, those days are gone. <laughs> Probably one of these days will just remanufacture. And you can like play a lot of these online anyway. So. so the one nice thing about this is it has like tips for Zelda how to get to level 7, which Nintendo Power kind of cut you off at level... Or the official Nintendo Player's Guide kind of cut you off at level 6. Original Mega Man... I know it's kind of hard to see these pictures. I wish I was able to zoom in a little bit. Metroid. License Punch-Out. So this one actually did test. So it seems like these, this one was made just to pick up where the official Nintendo players got left off. Because this actually does go into the Mike Tyson fight right here. I don't know how. This gives you the code to fight Tyson. Very famous code zero zero seven three seven three five nine six three. I remember Mike Tyson's Punch Out was the first game that uh, I think my parents rented for me when I was a kid. I just came home from school one day. I was like, "Oh, here's a Nintendo game." I was like, "Where in the world did you get that?" I was like, "Oh, we rented it at the video store." It's like, "Cool, I didn't know that you could actually rent games. I knew you could rent rent VHS tapes, but I was like, "Well, I didn't know you could rent games." Because usually played a new game i had to like ask for it for christmas or a birthday so to be able to go out and just like rent a game play it for a couple of days i remember it was like two bucks for a night or two nights or so which was really cool i played so many different games when i was a kid which kind of a good thing and a kind of a bad thing i mean been a lot of time playing games well i guess we could have been doing other things being outside or making friends and things like that. So I don't know. Yeah, probably could have worked on my social skills a little bit more instead of playing NES games. I don't know. Yeah, you get to be in your 40s and you kind of look back on your life and 
Like, yeah, what could I have done better? But, like they say, one life to live. Can't go back and change the past. All the two adventure to length. Riches of length. Now, this is cool. Look at this. This is like all the different video game publishers. I actually did call them publishers in here. Like Konami. There's like a mailing address for Konami right there. So you could actually mail them. Nintendo, Trade West, Tengen, Ultra. Ultra was another big brand. I don't know if they uh, worked with Konami or what, but I think Ultra made the original Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles NES game. They also did Skate or Die and a few other games. So Ultra was actually a pretty big developer back in the day. I don't know if they got gobbled up by somebody else or they just, just quit making games. I don't know. Jellico, FCI, Capcom. I don't see LJN on here. Taito. Sunsoft, SNK, Claim, and Bandai. And they're actually United States addresses. <coughs> so this was $3.97 at Kmart. I think I got like a $5 allowance or something. Doing chores and stuff around the house. But y'all go through this one quickly. Castlevania 2, Double Dragon. I remember when I got my first job when I was, I think I was 16, at the local grocery store. Worked at two different grocery stores. Worked in a fish department, uh, first job. I was like, wow, getting my first paycheck, and then you learn about taxes and all that. Uh, yeah, this one doesn't seem to be as pretty as the other one. I remember playing Wizards and Warriors 2 when I was a kid. I didn't get very far in it, though. I loved the Iron Tank. I only rented it for one weekend, but I loved, I loved the gameplay and the different power-ups and, and all that. And being a, I had it like a little tank toy when I was a kid, so I was like, oh, okay, you can actually play. I like playing with my tank toy, but it's on the screen. Mega Man 2, kind of classic right there. Secret strategy. Hold down A and B buttons while you press the pad in the direction of the boss card. You want to go after you hit start. You can change the background on some of the Mega Man 2 screens. That's interesting. Oh, is this a chicken? Yeah, you'll see the chicks. It doesn't change the background of the stage. It just changes the stars into chicks. Ninja Gaiden. So this is kind of neat because the original Nintendo Power I don't think ever covered Ninja Gaiden as far as a strategy guide or anything. Might have been in the <clears throat> the Fun Club news. I don't think it was ever in Nintendo Power official. Which I do have old, old copies of Nintendo Power news which I can show another time. But yeah, I don't know if these are really strategy guides. What I'd consider strategy guides. These are kind of like tips and tricks. Mario 2. Three Stooges, I remember playing that, Activision. Yeah, Three Stooges was great. It was a little bit confusing to me as a kid, because it really didn't explain. So this explains how to play the, all the different little mini-games, like the boxing and the cracker eating. and It just seemed kind of random to me when I was a kid, especially if you didn't get an instruction. So when you were in the game, if you went to a good video game store, they would give you the instruction manual. But a lot of times, people wouldn't return the instruction manual with the game. So then you're kind of out of luck, but I remember Hollywood video it just started like 
doing photocopies of the manual and just giving you the photocopies, which was good too. That way somebody just wouldn't lose it and not return it. Zelda 2, Adventure Length. They did a little bit of custom art down here. I think this was so cool where they put the addresses. Acclaim, Oyster Bay, New York, Activision, Capcom, Santa Clara, California. I'm sure these aren't the, the official world headquarters. These are just American mailing addresses. Ultra, Trade West, Tecmo, Konami, Nintendo of America, SNK, Taito. So this was a game atlas. So this was, I think this was specifically maps. So if you didn't already have maps of Super Mario Brothers and Mario 2, and these look like they're all done by screenshots pieced together. If you didn't already have any of the other guides, here's another guide for you. They really want to make sure that you had maps for Mario, Mario, and also Super Mario 3. I think these were complete the complete game. You know, this goes all the way up to Wart for Mario 2. Um, where but the little leaflet guide, it did have all the levels, but the official Nintendo, the black book, didn't include all the levels. Yeah, so this goes all the way up to Bowser. I remember I drew, the, I have this picture I drew somewhere. I think I scanned it in. I had to look a big drawing book and I drew that. Yeah, so this is like a full Zelda guide with all the levels. Yeah, this goes all the way up to level 8. But it's like, by the time I got this one, this one came out quite a bit later. <clears throat> by the time I got this, I'd already beaten the game. So it wasn't too helpful. But it does also have second quest. So it shows you where all the invisible walls are and everything. Adventures of Link. So I think they actually took like the map from a Nintendo Power and pasted it in there, maybe. Oh, and I have like all the inserts from the posters from Nintendo Power, which I used to have all the Nintendo Power um, posters from the inserts. I used to hang them on the top of my bedroom wall so I could look at them at night. I was that big of a nerd. I don't do that anymore, by the way. So Zelda 2. Boy, you really need kid eyes to look at these. I mean, now that I'm now that I'm in my 40s, it's kind of hard to see those. So I'll, it, this was pretty neat because they had different categories. So they have like all the Marios, all the Zeldas, and all the Mega Mans. And then <laughs> Adventure Island, which there's only or not Adventure Island, Star Tropics. There's only one Star Tropics at the time, but they actually did have a sequel, Zoda's Revenge, I think. Then they had the Disney. I remember getting uh, Chippendale's Rescue Rangers for. I think like I think I got Rescue Rangers because I asked for it for a uh, like a summer present or something. It wasn't like a birthday, but. It's like, okay, I finished all my classes and I made... It's like a good grade present. That's what Rescue Rangers was. Um, Ninja Magic, Ninja Gaiden Games, Ninja Gaiden, Ninja Gaiden 2. Did it have Ninja Gaiden? Nope, only Ninja Gaiden 1 and 2. Oh, this is cool. 
They had both uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which the first one, I believe, was Ultra, as I said before. Yeah, Ultra. And then Turtles 2 was... No, it was also Ultra. I thought it was Konami. Which Ultra may have been folded in Konami. I'm not sure. Go look that one up. Add Castlevania. And. Castlevania 2, Castlevania 3. Yep. I like the art on this one. Kind of like different road signs. Transylvania, I guess, for Castlevania. Then the wing boot from. Zelda 2 and Mega Man Reserve Parking, 1-Up, kind of like Road Sun. No Pizza, I guess that's Ninja Turtles or something. Yo-Yo for Star Tropics. There's Chippendales Rescue Rangers, Do Not Attack, Dark Ninja, I guess Ninja Gaiden. There's uh, that Roy Koopa there. Okay, this is the last one I'm showing off. from. I think these... The, this is the last one of what I would consider a strategy guide. So this was specifically for Super NES games, which probably a lot of overlap. There's like some, uh, what in the world is that? Uh, F-Zero. So this had Super Mario World. <coughs> had the Overworld. Different, different castles. Maybe this is where they got K-45 at. I don't know. It has Zelda in here. Super Ghouls and Ghosts. Super Castlevania. I don't know why I put these tabs in here. I guess I wanted to find, like, I got these little tabs, I guess, for the games that I owned. Oh, oh, look at this. Oh, my goodness. Final Fantasy 2 or Final Fantasy 4. Oh, I forgot all about this. Yeah, this was the game that that I I played so much of this when I was a kid. Wow, I forgot all about this being in here. Pilot I had Pilot Wings too when I was a kid. <coughs> Sim City. Remember liking the music in that game, Populous. Right. I remember Draken was weird. I rented that and I took it back because I don't know. It looked, Draken looked like two D Monic or something. I was like, yeah, if my parents find me playing this, I'm gonna be in trouble. I don't know. It just kind of looked demonic with like, the dragon and all that. And it's just kind of weird. I don't, I don't know. That that game. Oh, the Miracle Keyboard. Draken gave me weird vibes. Yeah, there's F Zero. Oh, well, I like how they grew out all the different tracks. <clears throat> Super Off-Road. Golf game. Uh, kind of hard to flip through this with these tabs in here. Seems like I skipped something. Yeah, Pilot Wing. Lagoon. Yep, yeah, I rented this. I really like that game. 
Wanderers from Ease, the very first one. Like they made a million of these Ease games. Wyatt and written YS. Yeah, there it goes. Wanderers from Ease, pronounce E A S E. Bet she told you how to pronounce it right there. Okay, here's. So is this is this where the forty five is? No. Wait. So this has a map key and it goes up to 40. Where's that cave? Yeah, it's that cave right there. They say it's called Cave 45. But I have, I can't find any evidence of anywhere where it's been called Cave 45. So I think, I'm starting to think that's a bunch of hooey, the Cave 45. Act Razor, look at that. Paperboy. Oh, I love Joe and Mac. It's so colorful and everything. You, I really enjoyed that game. Mystical Ninja again, going on. So th it didn't give you a lot on these games. Just some like quick tips. Super R type. Gradius shoot 'em up games. Oh, Final Fight. Yep, that was the game back in the day. I remember the thing about the Super Nintendo is like these are arcade games. I used to play this at Circle K down the street. It's about I don't know quarter mile up the street. Um, and then when they came out for the Super Nintendo, I was like, wow, I don't have to pop quarters anymore. It's like I, I was lucky if I got a quarter. <laughs> I think that was before I got an allowance or anything. Like, scrounging up quarters. Castlevania 4. But anyway, Ghouls and Ghosts. I wasn't in Ghouls and Ghosts. Mario. Yeah, so that's Super NES Player's Guide. Anyway, so that's the... Uh, Strategy guide. I don't know. Overview, I guess. For Knox Game Design. August 2021. I, I thought it was fun going back and looking at... I haven't looked at any of these probably in 20 years. Uh, so it's pretty cool to open the old box of old magazines and check out some old stuff. And yeah, I may do another one of these. I'm thinking maybe next month I'll do promoting your game or no distributing your we've already done promoting your game so you can find that from a year or two ago uh, i think i'm going to do distributing your game at a simple different ways different sites you could use to distribute your game i've got some other ideas so yeah just going to keep plugging along trying to do these ones hope people found this fun and interesting to watch like i said if you're listening to the audio you might want to go find the video version there's a lot of neat things to look at in this. Anyway, appreciate everyone listening and watching. See everybody back in a month.